hello everybody. Um, I'm Sarah Tinker and I welcome you to this Kensington Unitarians online service on Zoom. Welcome to congregation members, welcome to friends and visitors with us today, or to those who might be watching sometime in the future when this video is on YouTube. If you're new to these Zoom gatherings, well, a particularly warm welcome to you this morning and um, an invitation to join in at a level that feels right for you. It is lovely to see people's faces, isn't it? But we understand sometimes people just prefer to sit back and listen quietly. So there's no need to join in in any active way, but there are chances to speak and to sing um, in the service at certain points. But your presence here and you being comfortable and at ease matter most to us. So let's join together now in cre creating this as sacred time and space. Made holy by our presence and by our intention. For though we are choosing to maintain a physical distance for the good of all, yet we can still create community across these physical distances by spending this time together and by affirming the value of gathering in this way. Our imaginations can connect us across physical distance. So let's join in taking a conscious breath together and allow that breath to bring us to the present moment here in our bodies, our unique and our individual modes of transport for this life journey. Unique and yet intimately connected by our shared experience of life itself in the material realm. Creating this time and space we are in as an opportunity to tune in to ourselves to one another and to that which guides us on our journey of life. And so I like this chalice flame, this symbol of our Unitarian community the world over. The oneness of this light reminding us that we are one people living one life here on our one planet Earth home. We can focus on this flame. We can imagine a light shining within each of us and beaming out to a world so in need of its illumination and its warmth. And may this light remind us that we are not isolated beings, but we're connected in mystery and in miracle to the universe, to this community and to one another. Perhaps finding a comfy position to be in. So we're able to turn inwards for these few minutes calling on the divine spirit of life and love to be with us now 
and to help open our hearts and our minds that we might breathe in fresh insights and release all that feels stale and stuck within us. And we pray, though some of us are unsure who or what we pray to. Yet knowing the value of going deeper in life, of opening ourselves to the source of all that is, within us and beyond us, expressing our gratitude for life itself and for the unique creatures that we are. May we learn to care well for all that is. Other ways we might care for ourselves a little better in the week ahead. Might we care for our relationships a little more lovingly this week? Our neighbours, our friends, our families and co-workers, even the people who challenge us. Can we appreciate others more? Are there aspects of our living that could do with a caring touch, something needing mending or clearing or sorting in some way. And can we seek help, reaching out for support, if that might make a task or a situation a bit easier? And as we consider our wider world, may our thoughts and prayers be with all leaders, that they might be motivated by the highest of principles rather than their own self-interest. And as our world community struggles to contain the pandemic that has shaken up all our lives, Let's each in our own quiet way give thanks for those who work to make things better, to make life better for others. Those who improve the lot of the poor and the oppressed. We know that so many people's journeys through life are beset with injustice. We might think of those caught up in warfare or living under repressive regimes. People needing health care when there is little to be had. May all who are troubled by life's inequalities find some peace this day. May all who are in need find practical support 
And in a few moments of shared stillness now, I invite you to direct the thoughts and prayers of your hearts to places and people for whom you are particularly concerned. And may we be guided by love to find ways to assist one another as well as ourselves this day and all days. And let's say to that aspiration, Amen. And so I'm, I'm going to hand over now to John Humphreys, who has today's reading for us. This is The Journey by Mary Oliver. One day, you finally knew what you had to do and began. Though the voices around you kept shouting their bad advice, Though the whole house began to tremble and you felt the old tug at your ankles. Men, my life, each voice cried. But you didn't stop. You knew what you had to do. Though the wind pried with its stiff fingers at the very foundations, though their melancholy was terrible, it was already late enough and a wild night and the road full of fallen branches and stones. But little by little, as you left their voices behind, the stars began to burn through the sheets of clouds. And there was a new voice, which you slowly recognized as your own, that kept you company as you strode deeper and deeper into the world determined to do the only thing you could do, determined to save the only life you could save. But little by little, as you left their voices behind, the stars began to burn through the sheets of clouds, and there was a new voice which you slowly recognized as your own that kept you company as you strode deeper and deeper into the world, determined to do the only thing you could do, determined to save the only life you could save. Thank you, John. It's a favourite poem. So we are moving into a time of meditation now. Um, and in the earth-centred tradition, the wheel of the year is forever turning. And this weekend is Lammas time, the time of the first harvests. It's traditionally celebrated as a, a feast of gratitude and recognition for all uh, nature's gifts for us. Now, anyone who's visited a farmer's market or greengrocers recently will know 
just how plentiful the fruit and vegetables are looking. And I'm really enjoying hearing uh, people's uh, stories and looking at photos of people's allotment and garden crops and seeing those photos of wonky courgettes and plentiful tomatoes. So in a moment, I'm going to lead us in a spoken meditation and that will be followed by a good few minutes held in silence together. And that will end with the sound of our very own Abbey Lorimier playing a particularly beautiful and uh, mournful piece of cello music. It's such a distinctive tune that um, I wanted to tell you a bit about it. It's from a really interesting um, cello suite, solo cello suite called Unlocked. And it's written by the British composer Judith Weir, who is um, a master of the Queen's music. These pieces are all based on folk songs collected by the Lomax brothers from African-American prisoners in the American South during the early 20th century. This is what Abby wrote to me. This music, she wrote, seems very fitting for the time we are currently living in as Unlocked explores themes of captivity, heritage and the desire for freedom. So the first movement which we're going to hear today is called Make Me a Garment and it was collected from prisoner Roscoe McLean in 1936. He was in the tuberculosis ward of the Florida Penitentiary. I so hope that Roscoe McLean went on to recover from his illness and live a life of freedom beyond those prison walls where he, song, he sang this folk song for the Lomax brothers all those years ago. So we'll have about six minutes altogether for this meditation. So chance to get comfortable, perhaps softening our gaze or closing our eyes, whatever works best for us. Paying attention to the quality of our breathing. Maybe slowing our breath down or softly deepening it. Breathing down into our belly. We might feel some of the tension falling away from our shoulders as they relax downwards towards the floor. We might relax the muscles of the head, the face, the neck. Maybe even imagining a soothing hand brushing cares from our forehead wherever we hold the inevitable tensions of our lives in our backs maybe the backs of our calves even our feet or our toes we have so many muscles don't we that can hold tension sometimes without us even realizing it anymore but here perhaps we can use the rhythm of our breathing to help ease our bodies And as we move into a time of shared stillness together, we might give thanks for the bounty of life's harvests and commit ourselves again to a more just and equal sharing of life's gifts.
Um, I've, I've heard it said that the um, German language has all the best words and I've been thinking about an old favourite word this week, Schadenfreude, combine, combining the uh, German word Schade meaning damage and Freude meaning joy. The finding of pleasure in the troubles of another human being. Now the source of my schadenfreude uh, this week was a certain British government secretary of state for transport who had immediately to cut his Spanish holiday short because of a suddenly imposed government quarantine on anyone returning from Spain. Now like so many rules during this time of pandemic it came out of the blue it was imposed from above and it adversely affected the lives of ordinary people though perhaps for the best of reasons, to keep us healthy and safe. The philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche usefully pointed out that schadenfreude is the revenge of the impotent. And this time of lockdown has left some of us feeling a lack of power over our own lives, hasn't it? Now we could have a show of waving hands here on Zoom now to get a sense of who has experienced what. So you might give a wave if your work has been disrupted these last few months, even if you quite like the disruption of working from home. Or a wave if you've had to cancel a holiday plan. Or a get together with friends or family has been cancelled or travel plans disrupted. Let's wave if we feel really very uncertain about getting back on public transport or unsure about what we should or we shouldn't be doing or uncertain how safe we feel about making plans to meet up with others. No wonder if some of us try and uh, help ourselves feel a little better by giggling about a person in power who has to leave his family behind on holiday and come back to England and a fortnight's quarantine. That schadenfreude, it, it eases the boredom, the jealousy or the rage, the frustration or the despair. Whatever we happen to be feeling at any particular time, for a little while at least. But I know that the spiritually advanced members of this community of ours rise well above any such finding of pleasure in the troubles of others. You don't mind if your holiday plans have come to naught because you know the value of another sort of journeying, an inner journey that requires no passport, no tickets, no timetables, no face masks even. You don't even need to leave the comfort of your own home 
you can stay in your pajamas, on the sofa or under the duvet even, and yet you can take the most worthwhile of life journeys imaginable. Joseph Campbell, the, the academic and the explorer of the universals to be found in mythologies the world over, Joseph Campbell has written extensively about this inner journeying. And this particular quote could have been written for the times that we find ourselves in, I think. He wrote, Where we had thought to travel outwards, we will come to the centre of our own being, our own existence. Where we had thought to be alone, we shall be with all the world. Yeah, it's great fun to get out there in the world, to visit those wondrous waterfalls and buzzing capital cities and landscapes so very different from our own. Deserts, seashores, mountains, valleys. Travel widens our horizons. It reminds us that our planet of ours is remarkably diverse in its many terrains, as diverse as its inhabitants. Travel broadens our perspectives and it reminds us that there are myriad ways to kneel and kiss the ground. But most of us who have spent some time traveling at some point reach a similar realization that wherever we travel and however far and distant our journeys are, still we bring ourselves with us. And that's the dawning moment when another journey beckons, an inner journey, a journey of self-exploration and potential self-understanding. The journey that Mary Oliver alludes to in the poem Johnny, John read for us earlier on, that particular unique journey of self-understanding. So I wonder what times in your own lives have triggered your inner journeying. For some of us, it comes in a time of breakdown, of, of illness perhaps, um, the crashing end of a job or a relationship or a long cherished dream. Those times can feel desperate and dramatic, can't they? For others, the prompt that has us embark on our inner journey, it can arrive more quietly, perhaps with a, a nagging sense of dissatisfaction or a growing awareness of an inner yearning that, that's telling us to seek something more in life. The spiritual teacher Krishnamurti describes it like this. The journey I am proposing that we take together is not to the moon or even to the stars. The distance to the stars, he writes, is much less than the distance within ourselves. The discovery of ourselves is endless and it requires constant inquiry. A perception which is total, an awareness in which there is no choice. This journey is really an opening of the door to the individual in relationship with the world. So the understanding of ourselves, he writes, is not to the end of individual salvation. It is not the means of attaining a private heaven or an ivory tower in which to retire with our own illusions, beliefs, gods. On the contrary, if we are able to understand ourselves, we shall be at peace and then we shall know how to live rightly. Krishnamurti makes two useful points here, at least for me. 
an inner journey is not a one-off fortnight's holiday to a Spanish resort. An inner journey is more of a lifetime commitment. We choose to be inquirers and we choose to examine our relationship with the outside world. We are no longer content to stay stuck in any particular emotional state or reactivity. We no longer hold on to our way of viewing the world as the only way to see. When we commit ourselves to inner journeying, we commit to the path of curiosity. The path of the curious who ask themselves, now come on, why did I laugh? Just now at that bit of news on the radio about our Secretary of State cutting short his own holiday. What's going on in me? And it's not just government officials that can be our teachers, those neighbours and work colleagues, friends we've fallen in and out of love with. Everyone at different times may hold some worthwhile discovery for us if we take the time to look more closely and examine our inner experiences. So that's Krishnamurti's first point, that there are endless things to discover about ourselves if we take a look inside instead of blaming others and finding fault with the world. Krishnamurti's second point is that far from a self-centered, self-obsessed path to take, the inner journey returns us to a better quality of relationship with the world outside, with others, with other people. Taking an inner journey helps us to understand how to live in right relationship with others and with our wider world. So don't expect to receive many holiday postcards this year because most of us won't be going anywhere near post boxes in lands near or far. But as our lives continue their topsy-turny journeys through this pandemic, I reckon quite a few of us are learning a great deal about ourselves. And I remain quietly and optimistic that a change might just come. Should we all join in that possibility? Amen. So there's an opportunity to sing a hymn now. I keep saying this, that there are many things that I miss about not being able to meet in person here at church. And most of all, I miss you as people. Though actually seeing you here in this virtual realm does help a great deal to ease my heart. But I really do miss the singing together as well. Now, singing on Zoom is a tad of a strange experience, as some of you have already experienced. But we will all be muted, I promise. And you can check that you are muted. Um, and that means that we can sing as loud as we want and nobody will mind except maybe your neighbours and some passers-by on the street outside. We could give them a surprise wake-up call by singing very loud indeed. And this hymn, which is We Are Travellers on a Journey, it's just got some great words that have something to say about our journeys, inner and outer. So if you prefer, you can stay quiet and just read them instead and enjoy this recording, which has come from the Unitarian Music Society.
lovely. And so now for some announcements. Uh, my thanks go to Janine and Jane uh, for their extensive background work of hosting today. It really does take a lot of effort and sweat to get uh, these services on the road. So thank you both. And uh, thanks also to our musicians, Abby Laramie and Benji Del Rosario. All of you, much appreciated. So thank you all for coming to this service. We'll be back here again next week for a 10 a.m. service here on Zoom. And you're also welcome to join us for our 10.30 coffee morning on Tuesday. There are also some spaces left for Heart and Soul this coming week, our alternative spiritual gathering. And the West London Green Spirit Group is hosting a Zoom meeting this coming Thursday. And I'm going to ask David Carter, one of the presenters, to unmute himself now and tell us a bit about the universe story. Right. Hello, everyone. The first thing I'd like to mention is that the link in the email that you were sent for the Sunday service on Zoom, 10 a.m., doesn't take you directly to the right page. But if you scroll down on that page and click on the West London link, you'll get to the right place. Um, the, uh, the, I'll talk first about the other presenter, Ian Mole, uh, who I've known for about three and a half years. He's got a deep and lively interest in the, in the universe story. He's an interfaith minister and Green Spirit National Coordinator. Ian will present the universe story through storytelling to include the supernova explosion that gave rise to our sun and, and our planets, including this Earth, and also about the death of the dinosaurs and give examples of what we can learn from the story to give meaning in our lives. Uh, this will include the universe story as a modern creation story, death and rebirth, diversity and creativity. And there will be plenty of time you know, for you to give your responses and ask questions to the story and discussion. And I'll give a short presentation um, on a, uh, a new perspective on the universe story in a simplified timeline showing years before the present on a consistent logarithmic scale. I'll explain all that you know, on the day. And this will be sent out in advance with the Zoom link. Um, it shows the two important cosmic events, that's the supernova and the death of the dinosaurs that Ian will talk about. Um, it starts with the Big Bang, leads on to the evolution of life on Earth, human prehistory, early and recent history, and finishes with now, the eternal present. So uh, I developed this perspective during independent study in the 1980s and also at the University of Winchester in 2017 and 18, and will focus on the relevance of that for our lives. And again, there will be time for you to give your responses and ask questions. So look forward to seeing as many of you as possible there. Thank you. Thank you, David. So do get in touch if you'd like to come along to that Green Spirit gathering on Thursday at three. And miraculously, the whole story will be told in just over an hour. So that's something to wonder at. Um, and I want to say a big thank you to everybody who's made a donation towards church funds recently really appreciated. Um, there's a little button you can press and donate money from the front page of our website. And I just want to um, 
hold up two things today. One is that so many more people have taken out monthly standing orders to um, help the churches work. And I, um, I'm just very grateful to church staff who've taken a 20% pay cut in order to help us through a difficult time when all our lettings have been cancelled. So thank you all. Don't forget that we have a virtual coffee time, time for chat after the service in small groups if you'd like to stick around. Um, and we'd like to take um, a photo of us all when the music ends. We're going to have some closing words in a moment, followed by Benji Del Rosario playing his clarinet, the famous Gershwin tune, Summertime, from the musical Porgy and Bess. So I invite you to select gallery view now so that we can see everybody on our screens. Um, gives you a really nice sense of connection, doesn't it? Looking at everybody. It's great to see you. So I extinguish our chalice flame, but not the warmth of this community. And I've sent the light out into the world for all those whose journeys are disrupted or hindered that they might find their way forward in societies that too often block the paths of those most in need. We fellow travellers on life's journey, we who share the path, let us also share our stories of our inner explorations, our unique experiences of life itself. Speaking and listening with one another in the greatest of compassion. Deepening our connections and our understanding of the many ways there are to live this precious thing called life. Amen. Go well, all of you, and blessed be.